This is Father Aaron with another podcast. Each year, the Church dedicates the month of November to prayers particularly for the holy souls, that is, those Christian souls gone before us who now are in purgatory and in need of our prayers. But this November, I encourage all my listeners to consider another very particular death, one that should be close to each of us, that is, our own. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Unless you've read the Chronicles of Narnia, I bet you have no idea how the series concludes. Lewis gives his Chronicles an ending which, suffice it to say, is unpopular to a good bit of his readership, and I'm confident it will never be made into a movie. But if you haven't read it, I'm going to ruin ruin it for you now. In short, Lewis's final book tells the story of the land of Narnia, where a false worship has been established. Aslan, the lion god of Narnia, presents himself and judges the false gods and their followers. Those who have been faithful to Aslan are promised to be taken into Aslan's country and out of Narnia, because the time of Narnia has come to an end. And then the end comes. The sky is darkened, and the world freezes over. And Aslan, along with his faithful and the English children from the series, go back through the door into the real England. And the door is shut. Narnia is dead. Lucy laments leaving Narnia to return to England. And then here comes the punchline. Aslan reveals to the children that they died with their parents in a train crash years ago. The veil is lifted, and it seems as if all of this was a sham. Then Lewis gives a typical ending to his works by moving the children's novel into the supernatural. While Aslan is speaking, the narrator records, quote, And as he spoke, he no longer looked to them like a lion. But the things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I cannot write them. And for us, this was the end of all the stories. And we can most surely say that they lived all happily ever after, But for them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. Now at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Of course, we know what Lewis is speaking about. He puts all his cards on the table. We, as Christians, can understand the Christian meaning of Lewis's words and find the profundity of them. But that is not what the world sees. 
A quick search online produced the sort of responses I expected. One blogger wrote, I got so upset when reading The Last Battle that I wrote my own fan fiction with a happy ending. Another called it the worst book ever, claiming that Lewis failed as an author when he forced his novel into an allegory for Christianity. Last week at my parish, I preached about how the common perception of heaven as an endless feast of ice cream with fun time with our dead relatives ultimately harms our ability to desire actual beatitude, the actual presence of God which we will all experience in heaven. Because often our personal perception of heaven is weighed down with an endless stream of earthly realities. We imagine all in the world that we love, and nothing more, nothing of God. And so we can see why people get frustrated with Lewis's writing. The culmination of his entire series is that what happened to seem most real, most beautiful, most desirable, Narnia, was all just a shade, a glance at reality, but not reality itself. The only way Lewis could describe the reality which Aslan was welcoming the children into was to say, The things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I cannot write them. The world around us is passing away with each second. Everything we claim now will one day be gone. It's a sobering thought to consider that of the 7.7 billion people on earth right now, in about a hundred years, none of us will be alive. What seems most real to us today is really a shadow, a glance at what could lie ahead. The joys we have now are mere excerpts from the chapters of heaven, and so too are sorrows, but a mere wink at the torture of hell. What Lewis is teaching us is a lesson the world has been ignoring since the beginning of time. In the words of St. Benedict's rule, keep death before you always. Death is coming for all of us. Yes, today and in this month, we pray for all the dead, the holy souls in purgatory, and we should. We are obliged to pray for them. They need our prayers. But let's not forget that all of us are on the waiting list to join their number. In the words of the sequence today, Death is struck, and nature quaking. All creation is awaking, to its judge and answer making. Lo, the book exactly worded, wherein all hath been recorded, thence shall judgment be awarded. When the judge his seed attaineth, and each hidden deed arraigneth, nothing unavenged remaineth. What shall I, frail man, be pleading? Who for me be interceding, when the just are mercy needing? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. If you like what you hear, please go on iTunes and leave a good rating or comment. Also tell your friends and family about it, and visit the Diocese of Jackson Office of Vocations website for more great content. That's jacksonpriest.com. Jacksonpriest with an S.com. Thank you, and God bless.